Welcome back, guys, to the From the Stance podcast with your hosts, Alec Wojak and Alex Rodriguez. And yes, today, sir. oh my gosh, bro, this is this is probably the mo- the craziest episode we're probably going to have because of how big this whole situation is with Greg Berhalter. We did not think it was going to get this big. <laughs> no, because not yes- at all. Because yesterday on the podcast that we just lo- uploaded about the Western Conference uh, predictions and transfers and all that, I thought it was a fan. Just some very investigative fan that found out this information and was giving it to people. Um, turns out, no, not that. Not so, at all. How wrong were you, Alec Wojak? I was, I was so wrong. But if anybody who's listening to this doesn't know, yesterday Greg Berhalter revealed that there was an incident uh, about 31 years ago with his now wife. Mm-hmm. where they, There was an incident when they were in college and he abused her he kicked her uh the abuse was kicking just to clarify and from there on they broke up greg Berhalter was devastated he regretted his decisions he told a lot of people about it because that's how disappointed he was in the whole situation he felt like a terrible human being of course you should but dude like and seven months later she calls him up to rekindle their relationship they talk it out they and now they've been married for how many uh years have had several kids together and they built a very strong family they moved past this um and this was 32 years ago 32 years ago this has been 30 years of growing and yeah they've moved on with their life obviously greg berhalter made a mistake at a very young age um and he's moved past it you know and that's a good thing to hear but also he still knows what he did and what he did was wrong but, but. oh dude it's just so heavy it's so heavy because it's crazy to think what like the the background of this whole situation was yeah. so today we found out who was responsible for telling the u.s soccer federation who uh about this whole incident and yeah. uh Alex, before we say who it was, how shocked were you to find out <laughs> who that who it was? So I can't say I'm completely shocked. Um, but was that your was that your first? No, like, thought ob- obviously this isn't my first thought. I mean, I was completely on the same my uh, page as you, where I'm just kind of like, all right, look, we just found uh, someone did some investigation from a really long time ago. Really doesn't like Greg Berhalter at all, and we find out it is Danielle Reyna and Claudio Reyna who end up giving this information out to the public. I'm just, I just can't believe it. And it doesn't help Gio's case at all whatsoever. I just have so many, so many thoughts and questions that are going through my mind right now that I really don't know what to think. Dude, this is, this is the most like drama filled US soccer incident in a very, very long time. I can't remember the last time. No, we never had drama. Exactly. So, um, yeah, January 4th uh, today, as we are filming, it was revealed that uh, Gio's mom was the one responsible for uh, telling U.S. soccer about this. Mm-hmm. And where, where, why would they do such a thing, you have to ask? It's because their baby boy, Gio Reyna, was getting thrashed on his uh, social media accounts because of the comments that Greg Berhalter made at his leadership conference. They were tired of, um, you know, Gio uh, not getting his way, I guess. It's, it's, 
Uh, it's just, oh my gosh, like the, This is a typical situation of what happens in the US, US youth soccer system, right? Where you have a parent that is getting really upset at a coach of why is their you know, son or daughter not playing? Uh, I feel like they're good enough to, to play right now. Uh, when this is ultimately a coach's decision of whether or not Greg Berhalter should, you know, either play Gio Reyna, it's, it's his decision. And Greg Berhalter was upfront about it and, and said that Gio Reyna wasn't going to have a big role in the World Cup. And it, the, the parents should not have an opinion, no matter what. I mean, you don't, you don't hear any parents creating controversy uh, from whatever player uh, that was on the roster. Uh, you just, I, I, you don't hear anything from Christian Roldan's parents. You don't hear anything from Jordan Morris's parents, right? I, although Gio Reyna is a superstar, this is not something that should be occurring in the international or professional playing at all. Keep in mind, everybody, that, you know, it's not just these random parents of this player just coming out and saying it. Claudio Reyna is a big time uh, face of U.S. soccer. He captained them. Hall of Famer, captained them before, led them to uh, into World Cups and all this other stuff. He is a big deal in U.S. soccer. So when he has a son who is probably one of our uh, brightest stars in the uh, you know upcoming, he's gonna have some opinions on what happens to his son. He was disappointed about Gio's World Cup. I think a lot of us were. It's understandable. You're upset your son wasn't playing as much, uh, wasn't getting the playing time he deserved. And we both can agree that I think Gio Reyna should have played more. But this doesn't at all constitute for these people to bring up something that is very hurtful for the Burhalter family 31 years ago. Exactly. And, and just to uh, give more background on this and how – Danielle uh, Reyna knows about this entire situation is because her and Greg Berhalter's wife were roommates and teammates in college. Yeah. And so when this incident happened, uh, Berhalter's wife went back to their dorm or wherever they were staying and told her about this incident. So I, she knew about it. She was literally like firsthand um, in that whole situation, uh, trying to comfort Berhalter's wife uh, after this uh, really bad uh incident happened so she knows a lot about it and the fact that she kept it in her in her little brain for 31 years is crazy <laughs> to me and the moment that something happens with her uh baby boy Gio Reyna she's gonna say something about it so uh um, yeah and, and and like she comes out and she says oh like you know I told Ernie about this situation uh that happened 30 years ago, uh, but I didn't expect the Federation to complete an investigation on Greg Berhalter. Uh, I didn't, I didn't oh, yeah. intentionally sure. mean to blackmail him. Like, I'm so sorry about that. Like, no, th you, you just don't say anything along those lines in the first place. Um, you know exactly what you're doing, uh, considering what's happening with Gio Reyna um, and his World Cup playing time. You don't say this to begin with, uh, and it's what what else were you expecting when you say this to Ernie Stewart? I, I just I don't understand what the reason is besides blackmailing Greg Berhalter to allow Gio Reyna to have more playing time. It doesn't make any sense. So to read off her statement, so she told uh, she told Ernie about this. Uh, he's the U.S. Soccer uh, Sporting Director. 
She said, I had known Ernie for years, considered him to be a very close friend. I wanted to let him know that I was absolutely outraged and devastated that Gio had been put in a terrible situation. Hinting at uh, the Berhalter comments at the leadership conference that we all found out to be Gio Reyna. Um, yeah, so she was devastated that Gio was put in that terrible position. And I felt very personally betrayed by the actions of someone my family had considered a friend for decades. Hint, uh, talking about Greg Berhalter. So, um, yeah, because of the comments that were made by Greg Berhalter, she went on the little rant and was like, oh, you know how I'm going to get back at Greg Berhalter for this? Let me bring up something, even though I'm really close friends with their family and his <laughs> wife that this incident happened. Let's revisit some really old and hurtful wounds. Let's just bring them back up. Let's just yeah. bring them back up and, uh, you know, ha- like and, resurface the pain. And she goes on to say, oh, it was, it was not like it was not my intention to reopen these wounds from the past. It's like, what else were you expecting when you bring it to the public and then you make Greg Berhalter mention these, you know, what happened in the past? Because now you're therefore blackmailing him. It doesn't make any sense. So, uh, yeah, it makes no me, sense for me. I'm, I'm extremely just upset that this can happen at such a high level oh, or yeah, high tier that's happening within U.S. soccer because everyone is so close together um, and they're able and they're just, it's just all dismantling at such a high standard that shouldn't be occurring in the first place. And I feel like that's what's so devastating, especially for a player who has such a high ceiling um, and is now going to, I feel like, is going to have a different perspe- perception from his fellow teammates now. It's a very weird situation. But uh, going on further with uh, her comments, she says she she commends the efforts by u.s soccer because when you tell when you tell an organization about abuse that happens to one of their happened with one of their staff members they have to investigate it exactly that is is fair this happens in any workplace environment this happens this happens anywhere but she goes on to say i want to be very clear that i did not ask for greg to be fired i did not make any threats and i don't know anything about any blackmail attempts nor have i ever had any discussions about anyone else on greg's staff i don't know any of the other coaches yeah you didn't know about you didn't know what this was going to cause exactly greg berhalter by the way guys is not leading the uh the u.s national team in the upcoming january camp uh the current assistant coach is going to be taking over uh Dude, this is. She I mean, knows, I think she knows what she was doing because I mean, I know me and you both don't want Greg Berhalter to be in charge, but this is not the way that it should have ended. No, we have to give respect to Berhalter for what he has done so far. Like, yes, he has done an amazing job. We get frustrated with his decision making in games all the time. The man had won two trophies for us. He also brought us back to the World Cup. He also uh, introduced us to so many exciting players that are going to play a massive role for us in the upcoming uh you know years until the next world cup so it should have not ended like this so we actually don't know if this is the end for greg berhalter because obviously it's just he's an interim coach right now uh taking over for january but yeah this is and 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 that's a sad that's the sad part about it it's like greg should never have to feel like this is the reason why his his coaching career ends, um, especially at the international stage with the with the U.S. men's national team. It, it, uh, an incident that happened 30 years ago should not dictate whether or not uh, he should still be the coach, um, especially considering the job he's done and how well he's progressed since. Um, 
it seems as nothing else has came up to where it's, to where it may indicate that he is still abusing his wife. And in fact, him and his wife came out and said that they have a happy family now. So it seems as if Greg has really grown from the from the incident that happened, like I say, 30 years ago. Uh, and so I, it's just sad all around to see that if he wasn't to continue his contract with the national team um, or is um, now being, I don't know how to say it, but is now not being considered with another club because of this incident, it's just sad all around. Yeah, and the to kind of uh, go off of what you just said, uh, Ernie Stewart, as we just said, the sporting director of U.S. Soccer, Greg Berhalter is still under consideration for the U.S. Uh, role until the investigation review takes place. Berhalter is still under consideration for the head coach job of the U.S. men's national team. So this isn't exactly over just yet, but I don't see how Greg Berhalter comes back after this, along with having Gio Reyna in the same team. Exactly. That's, like- that's going to be very difficult to handle because <laughs> – apparently they have a rocky relationship and this is going to yeah. make it even even worse oh, so man. how do you how gonna, do you jump back into the team with smiles on everyone's faces you know what i'm saying hey, how do you this lead is, a team like like how, i think we mentioned it mentioned this after the world cup that we knew this was already going to create a toxic environment going forward mm. this has somehow made it five times worse like it it it's now even more toxic with the coach and the player this is now going to affect the other uh, some of the teammates as well. I I just don't see how this is positive, um, and it just makes it even more unrealistic that Greg Berhalter is going to continue to be the national team coach just because of a toxic environment. Really, uh, yeah. And you really have to think about as we just said about uh, Gio Reyna. How is this going to impact his future with the team? Obviously, I believe he's still going to be in there. Of course, he will. Yeah, but. This has to, as you just said, the environment there is pretty toxic as it is. Okay, and I feel like having Gio's parents so closely involved with U.S. soccer, because they're friends with a lot of people in there, obviously because Claudia Reyna is such a big name in U.S. soccer. It's going to be huge. Who knows what's going to happen, but this is the dangerous part of having an ex-legend of the U.S. soccer national team and U.S. soccer in general being this close to the national team setup where he has an influence somehow, some way. You know what I mean? So it's uh, this situation is just very confusing and we have no idea what's going to happen with Gio Reyna because Gio Reyna has already been through a lot. You know, he was obviously very, very disappointed at the comments made by Berhalter at the leadership conference. I believe so are we. He was disappointed about the World Cup. Yeah, everyone was. There's a lot to uh, um, kind of just be like, uh, what's going to really happen at the end of this? Look, I, I think let's recap the timeline real quick. Um, so okay. I kind of wrote down what ne- has necessarily happened from Qatar to now. Um, so in the beginning, uh, we, we all received the news that Greg tells Gio that he's not going to get enough playing time. He's not going to play a big role in Qatar. Fine. Um, and then uh, Gio becomes upset because of these comments or what has been told. Um, and so now he is forced to apologize to his teammates um, because Berhalter is threatening, not threatening, but is saying that, you know, if you don't fix your act, um, you're going to go be on the plane back home, basically. Um, so Gio apologizes to his teammates. Um, and then afterwards, uh we, we learned this information at a leadership conference uh, 
it's kind of ironic leadership conference from Greg Berhalter. Um, and then following these comments, Danielle and Claudio Reyna then start to blackmail um, Greg Berhalter. Um, so, so it's now U.S. Now the United States Soccer Federation is now investigating Greg Berhalter, and now the future is up for grabs. So it it really is just kind of a sad timeline of really what happened. Um, all all because of Greg Berhalter saying, "Gio, you're not going to get enough." playing time you're not going to have a big role um please be patient um and you know your, your time will come when you when you step on the pitch you're going to make an impact we hope you do um as you should um and now this has came to the part where greg has to talk about an incident of when he kicked his wife at a bar 30 years ago and now the whole public is talking about it so it's it's really just sad it's um it it should be pitiful by the federation all around yeah this is just um it's just crazy to me because this was not danielle reyna's story to tell this was not her experience to share with the entire world okay she threw uh berhalter's wife completely under the bus yeah because i bet that i mean of course i believe that they the berhalter family thinks about this incident every now and then you know what i mean mm -hmm. but they think about it and they like look back and like damn like look how far we have come from this so it's it's just wild to me that danielle reyna thinks that she is in a position where she can share this uh, bring this whole thing back up and not I think even it'll consider, be okay yeah i think it'll be okay and not even consider the implications or the harm that it's going to cause on the burhalter family as a whole we're not even just talking about uh uh, Mr. and Mrs. Berhalter, we're talking about their kids as well. Yeah. Because now a lot of uh, people are going to be like, oh, so your your dad is a uh, a woman abuser. Your exactly. dad's this, your dad's that. Of course, I'm not condoning abuse. I don't think this incident should have ever happened. But I'm glad that Greg Berhalter and his family have moved on from it, but mm -hmm. also accepted that it happened and all this other stuff. But like I said, Dana does not have the right to use a painful incident from uh so i keep referring to her as greg berhalter's wife her name's uh rosalind uh but she shouldn't have used this to uh she isn't shouldn't have used this as ammo to basically defend her, get, son. Defend her son so i believe that this whole situation just looks really bad on the reina family obviously it looks really bad on the berhalter family now because of this incident that's come out so yeah, so and you, and you have to wonder what what did Claudio Reyna think because you know he uh, well, reportedly he, he, he said, backed her up yeah yeah he backed her up and I I have that little thing here he said I support my wife Danielle Danielle in her statement I too was upset by Greg's comments about Geo after the U.S. was out of the World Cup and I also appealed to Ernie Stewart on December 11th asking him to prevent any additional comments so he was trying to silence Berhalter but. Apparently, during the World Cup, he had threatened to reveal sensitive information about Berhalter uh, if this whole Geo situation wasn't up to, what? like, figured out to his standards. The, the, fr the frustrating part for me is how can you be a Hall of Famer and I've been with the U.S. Men's National Team for so long and you're now threatening the head coach and you know the repercussions that are going to come with it? I just find it so embarrassing for Claudio Reyna to have said these words, to back his wife as well, and not think there were going to be any consequences that come with his actions. 
because this is utterly embarrassing that 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 has came from him um and it's it should be frowned upon um because this has not happened uh at any other federations this is coming strictly from united states soccer federation um and he should feel embarrassed that he was supporting uh his wife uh blackmailing the united states head coach for his son not receiving enough playing time like that is so embarrassing to come out and say publicly yeah this this overall situation is very embarrassing for the reina family because it just shows like in in a way what kind of privilege they have in the whole u.s soccer setup and what power they they do have but they think they have a lot more because i think their intentions really were to ruin berhalter's life and in some ways, they're kind of getting that, I guess. I mean, he's not the U.S. soccer coach right now. Well, no, you know but I mean? you're turning the public on him, yeah, even more so than you, than than what already was on him. So, But like I said, I don't think Berhalter should continue as the U.S. coach. But I don't think this should be the reason, and I believe that you think the same way. Yeah, uh, definitely. But – Dude, this is that's just crazy. Um, this was crazy to wake up to this it, morning. It, yeah, this was just sad to receive the news on. Um, but I guess we can start moving on to uh, the interim head coach that will now be assessing us against Serbia and Colombia later this month. Um, so the new head coach is uh, Anthony Hudson. Uh, have you done his? Have you done research on him so far? Uh, yeah, I have. I mean, he's <laughs> one of the youngest guys to get a UEFA Pro license. So congratulations to him. His background, though, isn't exactly – I wouldn't say it's not impressive because I believe managing any international team is impressive, but you got to look at who he's managed. So he has managed the Bahrain, uh, I guess. Do with <laughs> wow, that what, you what, a great, what a great team. Do with that what you will. Make, um, definitely making headlines over there. They, but he also managed New Zealand for some time. He oh, even better. The, led them to the confederations cup he's also he also coached the bahrain under 23s and the new zealand under 23s and he also coached the u.s under 20s so i don't know how qualified this guy is exactly for uh you know leading the national team but i mean i guess we'll see what happens you you didn't mention his club teams oh i'm so sorry oh yeah wait you're forgetting one mls team he coached it was the Colorado Rapids. He coached oh. the Colorado Rapids for one season. And the reason why he was relieved from his job duties was because he came out and said that the that the players were so crap that he can't do ah. anything with them and that uh, it's so hard to fill the gap into getting into a higher position because they were bottom of the league. So... And funny enough, Kellen DeCosta was one of their players at the time. So, uh, oh brother, I, I really don't know how I I can't imagine this guy is super credible. Um, I don't know how he's made his way into the U.S. Men's National Team head coach position. I know it's going to be interim, uh, but I there is literally no success to suggest that he was that he should be the United States men's national team head coach. What you mean, bro? He was coach of Newport County for one year. Do you want me? Yeah, I know. Do you want me to tell you his record at the Colorado Rapids? Yeah, I, I do want you to tell so me. So he coached 46 games with the Rapids. He lost 28 and won eight games. 
he was utterly embarrassing for them. Um, so I am not, although the, we are, we know that this is going to be a January camp. Uh, he's had experience uh, about a year or two with the under 20s. He knows roughly the B team that won the uh, Gold Cup. Um, I, I just, I don't see why we should be excited about him. Um, I, I really don't know what to expect following the, these next few games now. So I, I don't know, man, this is just, this is just weird. It's a weird, like whole situation. Cause we didn't really think that drama in the U S like soccer thing would get this hectic because no. I don't know. I think really to talk about the assistant coach or the assistant coach and now interim coach is that I think it's just for now. I don't think that these two upcoming. That's the only gonna, positive. That's the only positive that's really coming out of this whole situation. Uh, so, but yeah, I really don't think that the two friendlies that we have coming up are going to be real indicators whether he's going to keep the whole thing, like keep the job, like permanently. Not at all. Because a dude who uh, has a not very good, you know, coaching, you know, background. Cool, he won the Gulf Cup, whatever, for Bahrain under 23s. Good for him, man. But yeah, he's not. Yeah, 74 wins in your career, and you've only won 47, and you've tied 41. He's a 29% win rate as a coach. Yeah. So his best, his only time that he had a winning, like, little record was between August 1st, 2014, and November 2017. He won three games and only lost one. That is 75% everybody. This guy has had more losing seasons than anybody that I've ever encountered. Yeah, I, I don't understand how he's made it this far in his career. I, I don't know. This, this guy, I mean, he won the Oceania Nations Cup in 2016 for New Zealand, qualified for the FIFA Confederations Cup, and... I be- I don't know. Were they in the World Cup in 2018? I don't. Uh, dude, I don't know. Well, he wasn't even the coach then because he got hired by Colorado Rapids, and we know how that went. Exactly. Won eight uh, games for them and lost 28. 17% win, uh, win rate. So, so, hey, U.S. soccer fans, we have to be really excited for what's about to come. So yeah, even then, I, I don't know what other um, – candidates are up for grabs right now to replace Greg Berhalter. Uh, we haven't looked at the market yet to see who's going to be a good choice to replace Greg. Um, so we're pretty curious to see who is going to who's going to be hired as a head coach because um, clearly this guy should not have the job. Um, nope. So I don't know. Um, but knowing U.S. soccer, they'll be like, oh, this guy won two friendlies. Yeah, let's give him the let's give him the thing. But I guess it really matters. Of course, I want to win the friendlies that are upcoming. But I'm very curious to see his selection process of who he's going to pick. That's no, de- I, definitely. Yeah, because I, I wonder, uh, obviously, a lot of the European players are going to be back uh, by, by January time. They're going to be preparing for the Champions League uh, when that comes around in February. So I'm curious to see if it's going to be a larger pool of MLS players. Um, and to see specifically what types of players he uh, picks, um, because this is important. We're like we said in podcast regarding Greg Berhalter and the next coach um, that comes in is that this is important as we now look for the 2026 World Cup. 
uh, seeing the next bright talent that's coming through the ranks in the MLS um, and hopefully other players abroad that aren't particularly starting as many games but um, deserve a chance to be called into the camp and see how well they do with all the other players. So, um, like I said, I think it's ex it's exciting. This should be an exciting time that's just getting shattered over the toxicity uh, environment that's happening within uh, the Reina family and Greg Rohalter. Yeah, and I'm not going to – I don't think I'll be too critical on this guy for the upcoming friendlies because who knows what who's going to be in there because I know – a lot of the players just got back from the World Cup. They're just getting back into their club teams in Europe and stuff like that. Obviously, the MLS players are on their little break right now. But, yeah, I mean, who really who really knows what's going to happen? But, obviously, me and you will both get into that uh, sooner rather than later yep. uh, about the who we think maybe he's going to be in that camp, uh, obviously, when the team selection comes out. Because, you know, it's only a few weeks away until these friendlies happen. It is, yeah. So we'll obviously cover that as well. But yeah, like this, this entire story has been so hectic. We got a new coach today. We got rid of the old one for now. Gio Reyna's parents are loco. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, ah, oh, man. No, yeah, I mean, like we crazy. said, this is just an all around sad situation. Like this is a situation There's that- There's no winners in there. There's no winners in this Exactly, and I, I still want to refer back to it. Like I, I don't see what Danielle Reyna was thinking when she just wanted to throw shade at Greg Berhalter and said, I didn't think anything was going to be, was gonna, there was going to be no outcomes. It's like, then why say it? So I just she they literally did it because they were mad because uh Gio Reyna wasn't playing and then Greg Berhalter brought up a situation that happened where yeah, I mean, uh, even... you know Gio Gio had a little situation or whatever in uh in Qatar so yeah and, and like I said the, the timeline is just sad of what occurred and it should um I feel like if Greg Berhalter never tells. Geo that he's not going to have a limited role in the World Cup. This never happens. This never happens. If if Burhalter is a coach that doesn't even tell the players that they're not that they're going to have a limited role. If he never mentions that, we never know about this story. Uh, and especially to the player he mentions it to. Um, so I don't know. I guess that speaks a little bit about man management skills. Yeah, but I think as the story kind of unravels, I don't know if we'll do another episode on this unless things become even more crazier. Yeah, than somehow this are, gets but, crazy. But yeah, we will cover it on our on our Twitter. We'll be posting there after we you know find out more information that's coming out. But from the stands pod, by the way, from the stands pod, reach out to us there. Hit us up, DM us, whatever you want to do. We are love to hear from you because you know. We, we like talking soccer, and if somebody has an opinion that maybe goes against ours or kind of backs ours up, then, yeah, we, we would love to hear it. We want to hear everything. We want to hear everything. But, yeah, guys, that's been the From the Stands podcast. Like I said, hit us up on Twitter at From the Stands Pod, and we will see you guys next time. See you.